This is episode 47 of Two Girls Talking. I'm Katie Kiley from 97.1 The River in Atlanta. I do afternoon drive radio here. And I'm with my good buddy, Melissa Ruggieri, the music critic for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. She also does the music scene vlog on AJC.com. And we are Two Girls Talking. Melissa, here's the way we ended our last podcast. We were reintroducing my rock riddles, which I haven't <laughs> done in years. So if I, when I read them sound a little stilted, it's because I haven't seen them in a while. Early on in their career, they took flight with wings. After 50 years, their lead singer still sings. When they looked in the mirrors, we thought they were done. They came back bigger than ever, thanks to a walk and a run. Aerosmith. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. Early on in their career, they took flight with Wings. Get Your Wings, their second album in 1974. After 50 years, their lead singer still sings. They formed in 1970 in Boston. They're still together with the original members, Steven Tyler, Joe Perry, Brad Whitford, Tom Hamilton, and Joey Kramer. When they looked in the mirrors, we thought they were done. 1985's Done With Mirrors. That was supposed to be a big comeback for the band, but it didn't even produce a hit for them. Mm -hmm. And they came back bigger than ever thanks to a walk and a run. Did you know those hints? (laughs) Run DMC. Good girl with Walk walk This this Way. way. That's right. 1986, Tyler and Perry appeared on Run DMC's rap hit cover of Walk This Way. That marked their official comeback. And we were all stunned. We were like, okay, what are they doing? Here's the thing. Yes. You might be seeing that reunion on the Grammys (gasps) because Run DMC and Aerosmith are going to be performing. (laughs) Oh, do we know if they are performing together? I can't imagine why else Run DMC would be there. (laughs) That's so cool. And it leads right into the Grammys. Yeah, because that's coming up. What's the date? You're going to be leaving next week. I am. January 26th is the night of the show. I go out a couple days early because there are always a couple other events happening like that Friday and Saturday. And that Friday night actually is going to be the annual Music Cares festivities. And they always pick a person of the year honoree. And Aerosmith is actually the person, if you will, uh, of the year. And they're actually the second band who's ever been chosen. Fleetwood Mac was a couple of years ago. And I I went to that. Usually I only do the red carpet. They don't let me in the building. But that was one of the years that it was in New York and it was at Radio City and I was able to finagle my way in or whatever. So I was able to watch the concert. And that wound up being the last time Fleetwood Mac played together with (laughs) Lindsay Buckingham. Lindsay Lindsay ticked off Stevie, right? Because she went on and on. Because she went on and on. He was making fun of her behind her back and she found out. Although, you know, so were Mick and Christine. But, you know, I guess guess Lindsay doing it has a whole different vibe to it for Stevie. (laughs) But, um, But yeah, but so Aerosmith is going to be honored. And the thing with Music Cares is it's a really great organization. It's been around for decades. And they help musicians who need something. Retired musicians, musicians who are down on their luck, if they need health care, if they need, you know, uh, a place to live. I mean, so many of these people, you know, who had money, they don't anymore, whether, you know, it was through their own fault or through bad management or, or whatever. And Music Cares is the entity that they can always go to that they can get help. And it's such a great organization. And there are always a ton of people who come out to perform the songs of the artist who's going to be playing, which is really cool. And, you know, this year, I, I know Gary Clark Jr. I mean, there's just, there's oh, just people so and they're just people that ne- aren't necessarily in the same genre of the band that's going to be there. And one of the reasons that the, the artist has chosen, too, is for their philanthropic you know, mission that, or things that, that they do throughout the years to help other people. And one of the reasons why Aerosmith was chosen was specifically because of Steven Tyler's Janie's House, which you and I went to that's when it right. opened. It's here in Douglas, Georgia. And it was the first one that opened. I think there's one in Nashville now. And I think a third one is either opened or going to open. And it, too, is something for young women who need help. Yes. Who have either been kicked out of their house 
spouse, have no house, are abused or whatever. And and I can't remember the exact age range. I want to say it's between like 12 and 16. When Music Harris decided who they were going to honor this year, they really thought that what Stephen is doing was really worth it. Stephen also does every year on the night of the Grammy, so I can't ever go because I'm actually in the press room <laughs> all night. He, ha- he has a viewing party that is specifically a fundraiser for Janie's house. That's so, so great. It's really something that is so close to him. And we saw it for ourselves when he came to the opening, just how touched he was hearing some of these girls' stories. I mean, you know, he was crying and he was hugging them. And, yes, and it, was, it, was it was real. Yeah, I mean, it was so it real. Sure it sure was. And you could tell that it's a mission that he believes in. It's not just, hey, let me get a tax write-off and, you know, donate to charity kind of thing. I mean, he was involved with it from the ground up. And I'm really, you know, I, I hope I get to talk to the guys on the red carpet. Sometimes the artists stop and talk to us. Sometimes they don't. They only do TV. <laughs> you kind of have to oh, see. Oh, gosh. But they are going to be performing at the Grammys as well. And, you know, the Grammys are one of those shows that has become more about the performances than the actual awards. There are 85 categories. They only give out 10 on the air. So the other 75 are given out all afternoon. Oh, God. Because <laughs> I got to be there at noon. I have to be at the Staples Center at noon because it starts at one. And for three and a half hours, they do their Grammy pre-telecast or pre-show. And they do it next door at the LA Convention Center. The actual Grammys are at the Staples Center. This is when it's in LA, where it usually is every now and then they go back to New York, which I greatly prefer, but you know, it's because I'm an East Coast person <laughs> and I like it when it's cold in January. <laughs> but um, the, uh, the pre-telecast is where they give out the majority of the awards. And that's where you're going to see a lot of the people who are in those categories like jazz and classical and, and Latin and um, you know, a lot of the Christian categories. That, that's where they're doing those. The 10 that they are going to do on TV are obviously the biggies, yep. the album of the year, the record of the year, song of the year. They usually will throw in, you know, best country album or best rap artist or, or best rap album or something like that just to mix up the genres. But they're mostly the the broader categories that have the biggest star power. Although I've seen it plenty of times over the years where you get, you know, Carrie Underwood showing up at the convention center three hours in advance to pick up her award for, you know, best country female or whatever. So they do get some stars over there. In recent years, they've started live streaming that online. So if you do want to check it out, that's at Grammy.com and it will be on that afternoon. And, you know, you'll see some red carpet stuff or whatever, too. It used to, you know, back in the the day before the Internet or even in the early days of the Internet, we were the only ones who had access to see these things. So you kind of had this special glimpse into this three hours that nobody else got to see. Now with everything, everybody gets to see everything. <laughs> well, but the music cares. That's not broadcast anymore. Music is cares is not broadcast. Yeah. Anywhere. Why, why don't they do that? I don't know. That's a good question. That really is. I, I, I Yeah, I honestly don't. Because it should be. And to see other artists play somebody else's music is a pretty cool thing. I know. And and with that, a couple of my colleagues do manage to get into there's like one media table, but it is a, a charity event and it's expensive. Yep. It's, it's an expensive donation. So it's not as if I can afford to go. And most of the press that is allowed in, you know, it's the LA Times or the Wire. You know, I mean, they're, they're major entities and I totally get that. But I do have a friend or two who usually go and then they'll kind of give me an update on what's going on. Whereas on the Saturday night is the Clive Davis pre Grammy party which is the annual bash that he does at the Beverly Hilton. That's actually where Whitney Houston passed oh, away yeah. back I then because she was getting ready to go to the party when, you know, they found her yeah. in the hotel room. Taking and that, a bath. Yeah. And that was, believe it or not, that was the one year in 20-something years I've been covering the Grammys that I did not go. That that was the year the paper decided that I didn't need to go. And oh my that was a mistake that they have not repeated. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> because sure. you just never, I mean, you know, you don't certainly hope for these things to happen, but you never know what's going to happen. If something like that does happen, at least you're there. Yeah, and, yeah. And because every other industry person is there. So it's kind of important to be at. But at the Clive party or the Clive red carpet, it's always this interesting mix of people from all, it's not just music people. So, you know, you might see like John Voight and you know, Kathy Griffin or, you know, actors, comedians, and of course, you know, 
Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was there last year. You know, I mean, you just never know. But what they do, at least, and that's another thing where everybody goes in and then there's a, a big performance. There's like two hours of, of music being played that Clive usually handpicks an artist. It's where Alicia Keys debuted, you know, a million years ago now and uh, Jennifer Hudson. And, and Clive always has, you know, an up and coming star as a focal point of the night. But then a ton of other celebrities and music celebrities will be there to perform as well. That they at least stream for us on the screen in a, in a room in the in a ballroom at the Beverly Hilton. So at least I could see what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas music cares. Once that red carpet closes, it's good night, everybody. That's so strange <laughs> to me. I know. I know. And and I'm, I really wish I could go this year because I, I'm always interested in whoever the honoree is. But when it's Aerosmith, <laughs> you really would like to be there. So Well, and Aerosmith performing at the Grammy, that's a big deal now anyway, because to me, there aren't enough rock artists well, anymore that get to perform. There, so. It's true. I mean, some of the other people who were going to be performing are, of course, like the, you know, the big nominees like Billie Eilish and Lizzo, Ariana Grande. Uh, but they did Let's just... see what Lizzo wears on her ass this time. <laughs> you know what, though? I mean, she did Saturday Night Live a couple weeks ago. She was actually wearing lovely, like, gowns and I just saw the first stuff. thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, they just announced Bonnie Raitt is going to be performing awesome. as well. Uh, Blake Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani will be performing together for the first fun. time, which will be kind of fun. The Jonas Brothers, they're always cute to look at. So, you know, there will be some performances that even if you're not really into that style or that's not your thing and you're more of a rock person, I think you'll still be entertained, which is what they're trying to do to a pretty broad audience. Going back to Music Cares for a second, one reason I'm really bummed is because the Hollywood vampires are going to be there. Johnny Depp and Alice Cooper are going to be performing, and of course Joe Perry's going to be there, so I presume that they're going to do some kind of performance together. Cheap Trick, Sammy Hagar, I mean, that's where your rockers are going to yes, be. Yes, because they're sure not going to be at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame no, induction ceremony. Not this year. What the heck, man? Well, you you know, as we've said, they really should just change the name of it to the Music Hall of that Fame. That would be simple. Then I would have no problem whatsoever. Right. Then we'd be excited kind of going, ooh, is a rocker going to make it in instead right. of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Ooh, is a rocker going to make it in? <laughs> Why are there no rockers in the yeah, Rock and Roll exactly. Hall of Fame? exactly. Yeah. I mean, that Pat Benatar didn't make it in is just not cool. Well, what's really interesting is they started this fan vote thing six or seven years ago. And from the time they started it, every artist who was the fan pick whether it was it started with Rush was the first and then in the past couple of years were Kiss and Def Leppard prior to that Journey Chicago a couple others I can't remember <laughs> but they all got in and this year the winner of the fan vote was the Dave Matthews Band and Pat Benatar was second not too far behind I mean I think she had almost 900,000 votes they had just over a million so you know 100,000 but and Dave Matthews Band fans are, are very very rabid so this is the first yes, time it's that the, it's the Three people sitting at home going exactly. Although you can only vote like once a day or twice yes, or but something. They're the ones that are doing well, it. They also have forty-seven email addresses that they yes. can sign up for. And yeah, I wish I had that kind of time that's, in my life. That's what rabbit fans do. <laughs> that's what rabbit fans do. Pat Benatar just trying to get in on her merits. <laughs> I know, right. I know. And and some people are saying, well, you really shouldn't be that surprised because this was only, I believe, it was the second year that the Dave Matthews Band had been on the ballot. Whereas, like with Kiss and and Rush and those guys, they had been on it several times before. So. Dave Matthews and Band. And you see, to me, like Dave Matthews Band hasn't been around too long new. enough to where, yeah. Even though it's, it's been 30 years. Yes, I know, but I that's know. so funny. It, is, it be, is, because then you look at these bands that aren't in there, like Yes and Sticks, and, you know, the Doobie Crazy. Brothers just got in. <laughs> yeah, and the Doobie Brothers is a perfect example because when you think about how they were huge when they started, then Michael McDonald comes in and this whole huge different whole side mm -hmm. of Doobie Brothers that's why that that tour this year is going to be the so great to see be great, yeah. yeah but that's a perfect example of it and that you don't and instead okay so Whitney Houston makes it in yeah I was gonna say I guess we should say who did make it which <laughs> I love Whitney Houston's music right. so uh, no no diss to her whatsoever it's just again not really fitting there's the, nothing rock and there's roll nothing about rock Whitney and roll Houston. about her 
you know, Notorious B.I.G. is renowned as one of the best rappers in rap ever. But I mean, he's he's a huge deal. I mean, you know, he came from Brooklyn. He and Tupac were, you know, I mean, they had their East Coast, West Coast thing going on or whatever. Yeah, he's a huge deal. He, he deserves to be remembered in some way. I don't <laughs> know if the did be inducted well, before Pat Benatar. Yeah, not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, T-Rex. So it was Depeche Mode, Nine Inch Nails, the Doobie Brothers, Notorious B.I.G., T-Rex and Whitney Houston. And now, T-Rex so cool. Mark Bolin is just, you know, that's that's one of those people that and when you talk to classic classic rockers they're just like he's so high of the influential yes, list yeah but interestingly the doobies big biggie and t-rex and whitney this was their first time on the ballot so even t-rex you know to your point i mean you know here's here's a band that's been around for yes. 50 years but then i thin- think about them kind of like bowie i mean right that's, exactly that's but then but then thin lizzy was also one of the nominees and they didn't get in so you kind of got you know you got t-rex you got thin lizzy it's sort of like you only knew one of those was going in and depeche mode and nine inch nails had been nominated a couple of times before i am not a huge nine inch nails fan personally but i certainly can respect what yeah, trent reznor has it, done yeah. i mean you know he pioneered Pioneered a whole genre of music essentially with like this industrial goth rock. You know, well, and then thing. what he does it for music, yeah, he for soundtracks and Absolutely. all kinds of. He, he's pretty cool. He's, he's very amazing, cool, yeah. but I'm not sure. But you still, know, right? Exactly. I mean, ten years from now, right. I could sit there and go, okay, I can see it. Right. Once everybody else has been in. <laughs> yeah. And I, at some point, I thought, well, maybe it's to kind of keep it exciting, but but for classic rock fans, it's kind of a slap in the face at this point. And I guess. Jan Winter is no longer right. involved in it. Right. And he's the person that pretty much well, started Rolling Stone magazine. Right. He, he's he's the one that's been pretty much behind it. The, the politics is what it is. It it's is. Basically. It's like lobbying for an Oscar. You know, yeah. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. I mean, you you know, you can be sure that most of these artists, well, at least the ones who are still living, you know, who have active management, you know, were lobbying the people they know in the industry. So it's a thousand people who vote on it. They're a combination of previous inductees the ones who are still alive, obviously, as well as, you know, music industry historians, other people in the industry, record label people. Um, I do know a handful of journalists who are on the board. I am not. But the fact <laughs> but that it's people that have already been in and there are so many people that have already been in that shouldn't be in yet. And they're true, the ones but, voting. So they're the ones that are voting for. You never know, though, because there I mean, there are a lot of classic artists, classic rock artists in there. I mean, I know there are obviously, you know, obviously big exceptions that should be in there, but there also are a ton who are. So you would almost think that there would be enough of them to vote for their peers or Apparently or who knows, somehow. maybe they have animosity towards some of these people. Maybe they were rivals back in the day and never forgave them and said, uh-uh, no, <laughs> you know, I hated you then, they, I hate you now. They need to do something. <laughs> I think this year, it may be the time, you know, remember how long it took a Skinnerd and it's like Skinnerd's not my favorite rock band, right. but Skinnerd, I hold them in such high regard mm-hmm. and I love them. Mm-hmm. But it took so long to get Skinnerd in there. And when you think about how they revolutionized the South and the Southern, sure. I mean, it's just insane that that took so long. So for a long time, I think they've been ticking off people that love rock and roll. But at some point, they're, they have to do something different, I think, because I'm just going to quit talking about it. Right. Or change the name. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what I mean. Just yeah. change the name. Yeah. Nobody I know. would complain about no, that. Because, because, you know, then you've got people like Madonna. You, you know, I mean, how can you deny what Madonna did in her career, but does she belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? No, you know, Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper is one of the best singers of the past 30 years. And, you know, I I love her. She's one of my top five favorites in life forever. But I don't know if she belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of yeah, Fame. Yeah, I know? think they're using this term that we Broader. hold so sacredly, and they're just using it. it it's like, not that's not cool. Well, you know, <laughs> we're, we're looking at it as, you know, guitar, drums, and bass, and, you know, and a guitar solo type of music, whereas they are trying to diversify the genre. And, you know, I guess there's also, you got to look at it, f- and also from a political standpoint, too, of trying to get new younger people interested in it. Right. Because 
we are looking at as the people who grew up with these bands going, why aren't they in there? Why isn't Yes in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Why aren't the Moody Blues in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Whereas, you know, some 24-year-old or 30-year-old who's into music is going to be more excited about Notorious B.I.G. or Whitney being in there. Maybe, but I also think that kids like my nephews and right. nieces we'll and nephews that are that young, sure. they love sure. classic rock and they appreciate classic rock. Right. So, well, it depends what kind of household you come from too i mean yes. if you come from a family well, I think that it's the resurgence of it though. there is i mean yeah, you know we know when we go to classic rock concerts that half the audience you know are under 30 and the other half are over 60 yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and that's that, kinda... that to me is enough reason to keep it why can't rock and roll just have its own thing and let it be the rock and roll hall of fame or, right. or the ceremony right or start your own music hall of fame that's as a exactly separate right. thing or Do whatever something different yeah. but leave it pure if you can well if you decided that you don't hate it as much <laughs> you think you do it is going to take place may 2nd back in cleveland this year at the public auditorium it's the actually it's the 35th anniversary or annual ceremony for the first time it's going to be broadcast live and that will be on hbo at 8 p.m it's about time they're doing it but they picked the wrong year too (laughs) maybe next year maybe they'll keep doing it live and you'll be more happy with the inductees next year and then all will be forgiven right (laughs) right Uh, melissa thanks okay so here's the deal you are going to the grammys i am going to be going on a cruise It's for work, work. but I'm taking my niece (laughs) and I'm excited about going. So we are going to tease you Mm -hmm. with this little bit. And this is a hint to what our next podcast is going to be about. One of my songs is for an athletic king. Words don't come easy. The music's my thing. In my first album's title, There Is Nothing Above. I play many places, but Atlanta I love. (laughs) You know who it is. Mm-hmm. Would you have known if you didn't know? I think I do. I think I would. Yeah. All right. Yeah. One more time. One of my songs is for an athletic king. Words don't come easy. The music's my thing. In my first album's title, there is nothing above. I play many places, but Atlanta, I love. And that will tide you over, hopefully, until we see you back in two weeks. <laughs> Sounds good. Travel safe. You too.